We'll read again from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning at verse 16. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Chapter 5, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, but they shall not escape. Jesus is coming. The Bible has somewhere around 200 verses referring to it. It is sure. We know He came the first time like He said He was and like like it was prophesied when He came as a baby in the manger. And as sure as He did come the first time, He will come the second time. And it's a good thing for everyone, not not just sinners, or those who don't know the Lord, but for even Christians to keep the light of this at the very front of our minds. It is a reality. And we should, if we're dwelling on that reality, as I believe the Lord wants us to, it'll very much change the way that you live your life. Through the Gospels, Jesus mentioned it over and over. And uh, for the sake of time, we're just going to read a few verses this morning. But there are many. Luke 12, 39 and 40 says, And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye ready... For also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Jesus is coming. And it's an hour that we think not. Don't let the enemy of your soul lull you to sleep to thinking that it's not now. It's not going to happen soon. It is coming soon and it is very sure. Mark thirteen thirty two says, But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, know not the angels which are in heaven, Neither the Son, but the Father. Over my lifetime, I've heard uh, many people predict when the Lord would come. And many of those dates have come and gone. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, even if they were right, they'd probably be here to claim credit. Because the Lord, they didn't know, they would have just gotten lucky And uh, it would have happened because no man knows the day nor the hour. But those dates have come and gone. It says there that no man, no angel, not even Jesus Himself knows when that day is, but the Father only. But He is coming. Very sure. 
He told the disciples in John 14, uh, verses 2 and 3, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus is going to prepare a mansion for you if you know him and you're saved. He's preparing a place for you to dwell for all eternity that is beyond any expectation that you could ever have. And we will be with him. He is coming. James 5.8 Be also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. It says, establish your hearts. Don't be wishy-washy. Be steady. You you keep the coming of the Lord at the front of your mind and you'll think, oh, I just want to do and live the way the Lord wants me to live because He could come tonight. He could come tomorrow. I don't know when it is, but I want to be ready. Do you want to be ready? Yes, he says, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. He is coming. Be steady. Second Peter 3, verses 3 and 4 says, Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lust, and saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Says our scoffers will come in the last days. Some people tragically think the Lord's coming is taking a long time. I've heard personally from people's mouths. I worked with a man years ago who made a comment when traffic was slow. He said, it's slower than the second coming of the Lord. You know, I was young then. That grieved my heart. It it, it grieved my heart greatly. I remember when he said that, my first thought was, you're one of those scoffers. You're you're mentioned in the Bible, whether you want to be or not, but you're one of those scoffers that were mentioned there. You know what I did? I started to fear for his soul. Oh, because those people are mentioned there, says uh, that... Well, it says they walk after their own lust and they're willingly ignorant. And I, as I analyzed that man's life, because I had to work with him for a while, I, I thought he is willingly ignorant and he is a scoffer and he is walking after his own lust. I thought, Lord, help him. You don't want to be numbered in that number. Because Jesus, whether they make fun of it or not, is coming and it is sure and He will come. And one day it won't be funny. It will be as serious as anything they could ever ever imagine. There have been others as well. But God help them. Jesus is coming and it's going to be soon. Whether you want to believe it or not, it is sure and it will happen. Jesus is coming. Jude 1.14 says, Enoch prophesied, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of His saints. Jesus is coming. The book of Revelations, it says over and over to look up. It's time to look up. 
Jesus is coming. Oh, I love what in the book of Revelation, which in its own word, Revelation 1-1, is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And over and over, it talks about the events leading up to the rapture of the church and to His physical and literal literal return to the earth. And then it describes uh, how it will be after for those who are left. Read it. We don't have time to go through it this morning, but read it and it beautifully contrasts what's happening out in heaven compared to what's happening on earth after the saints are taken away. You read it and you'll find, I want to be in those that made it. I want to be in those that went up when the Lord came and there was a shout in the trumpet. It was, it, it, it winds up in Revelation 22, 7 says, Behold, I come quickly. Jesus said, I come quickly. And again in verse 20, He said, Surely I come quickly. Then it says, Amen, even so come Lord Jesus. You know who says that? The saints. Those that are ready. If you're not ready, you're not saying, Even so come quickly Lord Jesus. But whether you're ready or not, He is coming. And it behooves you to be ready. Only a person that's saved can say that. The question is, how do you feel about it? Do you want the Lord to come even tonight, today? If so, you're saying amen. If not, you're saying no, don't come. You won't prevent it. Be ready because He is coming and it will be soon. Jesus did say that no man knoweth the day nor the hour but He did give us signs to watch for. And where we don't make any predictions, we do say amen to His signs. Matthew 24, verse 3, the disciples asked Jesus privately uh, while they were sitting on the Mount of Olives, they said, tell us, when? Uh, what are the signs? You know, they're curious. Aren't you curious? Well, they were curious. And they asked Jesus. And, and as we take a look, and what Jesus told them, ask yourself this, uh, doesn't it sound like a whole lot of like the times that we are in right now? Verse 4 of that 24th chapter of Matthew, Jesus said, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. There are so many different religions in the world nowadays why you can just about pick anything you want to fit your life. Jesus said it would be that way. Jesus told them that that was going to happen. Many will come. This is the way. This is the way. I just have one question. How does it line up with God's Word? You know, you can filter everything out just by lining it up with God's Word, because that is our one and only authority. I don't want something uh, that will just make me feel good or a euphoric feeling that just feels good for a little while. No, give me the truth. I love what it says about the Bereans. It said they were more noble than these. Why? Because they searched the Scriptures daily. Why? To find out those things that were so... They wanted to know what's going to do me good. What's going to get me out of this life. What's going to get me to heaven. Nothing else matters. 
And it doesn't for us either. Nothing else matters. Don't lose sight of the truth. Say, Lord, I want the truth to be precious to me. I want the truth to rule in my life. Lord, I want to live like you're coming today every day. Whenever it happens, Lord, I'll be ready. I want the truth. Just give it to us. Oh, Lord, that's what will get us to heaven. 2 Timothy 4.3 tells us that for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. You don't want to be in the group of people listed as they. No, it says they're just going to listen to whatever fits their lifestyle. Believe me, you can find it. You can find anything that you can to, to make you feel a little better, I guess. But they're just listening to what they want to hear. I want to know what the Lord has to say to me. I want to know what Jesus says. You want the truth. The truth will set you free. I don't want to conform God's Word to my life. I want to conform my life to God's Word. Nothing else will do anybody any good. Continuing on, verse 6 of Matthew 24. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Have you heard of any rumors of wars lately? Does this penetrate your heart a little when you hear that and you think Jesus said this is going to happen and we hear of these rumors of wars? And things that are going on and taking place, as it said, they'll increase and increase that last birth in chapter 5 of 1 Thessalonians that we read. Why it's like that woman with birth pains. They just increase and increase and they, these things will. Wars are increasing. Jesus said it would happen. That's one of His signs. And He said it. And here we see it. Over and over. Right in front of our faces. Jesus is coming. And there shall be famine. And many places have extreme hunger right now. And pestilences. Oxford Dictionary described pestilence as a fatal epidemic disease. Need we say any more? Need we say any more about that? Earthquakes in diverse places, earthquakes all over, and just Google it. Google the increase of earthquakes and see for yourself just how many more that we have. They say now there's up to, we're up to around 500 a year. Jesus is coming. He told us this would happen. And He told us He's coming soon. If he said these things and they're happening, let's believe him that he's coming soon. Continuing on, verse 9, Matthew 24. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you, and shall be hate, ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. As a Christian, are you feeling more persecution lately? Do you feel like you don't fit in this world? 
You see the tide turning against us. Uh, Brother Tom mentioned in his prayer uh, those in Afghanistan. Do you realize that those with a Bible app on their phone are being put to death? There are many there right now that are expecting possibly to face the Lord in the next couple weeks. This is real. This is the day we live in. And Jesus said that they're, they're going to deliver you up. You'll be hated of all nations for my name's sake. What does it tell you that a woman would take her newborn child and offer it up to a stranger to say, take it out of this country, knowing they'll never see that child again? Where are we on God's timeline when we see what's happening in this earth? Are you expecting things to get better and better? I don't think so. We we keep talking about things returning to normal. I don't know if they will or not. I doubt it. But I know Jesus is returning. I know that. I just want to be ready. My prayer is that you will just want to be ready. Just putting these things that God's Word says, why process them in your own mind and think, where is the coming of the Lord? How soon could it be? Verse 10, chapter 24, And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Do you feel like that's the day we're living in? People betraying one another, hating one another. Where are we? And many false prophets shall rise and deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Again, Oxford Dictionary defines iniquity as immoral or grossly unfair behavior. Do we see immoral or grossly unfair behavior today? It says also that there will be a great falling away of believers. You don't have to be one of those. No. Like the Lord said, establish your heart. Oh, just determine, Lord, I'm going to hang on with everything I have, Lord, because I don't want to be one of those casualties. Establish your heart. Second Thessalonians 2, 3 says, For that day shall not come except there first, there come a falling away first. Where are we? Yes, do all you can to say, Lord, I want to keep this gospel precious in my heart. I want to hold it dear to me. I want to hold it close. Why? I don't want to do things that would grieve you. It says, as it says in, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.19, quench not the spirit. I don't want to do things that would make God's spirit leave my life. Is that your heart's desire? Jesus is coming soon. It ought to be. But I also love verse 13 in Matthew. It says, But he that endure until the end, the same shall be saved. 
Amen. Jesus is coming and He is coming quickly for His own. If you're His own, why, you shall be saved. Why, the Lord is coming for us. Yes, we are living in the last days and the Lord will return. We can just read those signs. We can see uh, that it's close. But uh, we want to be ready. Because it's going to be a day of victory. Uh, the hope of our salvation is that we meet the Lord face to face. What a day that's going to be when we look at Him, when that trumpet sounds and there's that shout of the archangel and we see Jesus. Oh, that's going to be worth it all when we look on His face. Oh, the Lord is coming for His own. Jesus is coming for you. You know, I, when I was young, before I was saved, I, I really did have a fear the Lord was going to come and I wasn't going to be ready. And uh, I found myself over at my cousin's house one day and my parents were going to the bank in Clallam Bay, which was about a half hour away, and and they said, we're going to go to the bank. We'll come back, pick you up before we go home. And said, okay, I'll just stay here with them. And, uh, you know, somewhere after a little over an hour, and I figured they should have been back by now, the thought hit me, maybe the Lord has come. And, you know, I, I tried to just push it away a little bit, but that fear started to grow. And uh, I tell you, I was miserable. I sat there in that living room with them and they were fine they had nothing going on down in their hearts that were giving them any trouble at the time but I, I was miserable and I couldn't tell them I was miserable I had to just live it on my own and about two hours I was getting really concerned and and it was the point I almost couldn't even talk to them because I thought the Lord is coming I've missed it three hours they still hadn't come back and I, I thought I'm going to get on the phone. I'm going to I'm going to call my uncle Ron because he's a Christian. And if he's there, then I'll know the Lord hadn't came. I called. The phone rang and rang and rang and rang, and he never answered. You know that didn't help. And so I thought, well, I'll call Brother Ben Johnson, one of the ministers in our church. I called, and the phone rang and rang and rang and rang. He never answered. That didn't help either. I'll tell you. I felt like the Lord had come and I'd missed it. You don't know how happy I was to see my parents when they finally came and picked me up. They didn't know the battle that had gone down in my heart because I thought the Lord came and I missed it. But I thought someday that's going to be somebody's reality. Don't let it be yours. No, and it doesn't have to be yours. The Lord wants to save you and spare you from that. And you'll be one of those ones that rise at the shout and the trumpet. That's the hope of our salvation. And you can have that hope. Jesus is coming soon. And He wants to take you with Him. I just wonder if you knew that the Lord was returning, say, in one week from now. If you knew, like next Sunday, the Lord was going to return. What would you change in your life? 
How would you live this next week? Are there any changes that you would make? I believe so. I believe so. But Jesus is coming, and let's live in the light of it. It says in 2 Peter 3.1, Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? How would you live your life in light of the Lord is returning soon? Ask yourself. I can't answer that question for you. But ask. do yourself a favor. Ask yourself that question. But you can be ready. Jesus says you can be ready. In fact, the main reason the Lord let us know all these things and showed us and told us what these signs would be is so that you would be ready. The Lord wants to make you ready. Oh, if you're not saved, why there's no reason that you can't leave here this morning saved and ready for His return. If you knew the Lord was coming next Sunday, would you seek your sanctification if you're saved? You have this opportunity. Would you seek to be baptized? You have this opportunity. Jesus is coming soon. Be ready. 483 is the song, but it's time to come and get ready.